Veterans Affairs has its own federal police force to ensure safety at its medical facilities, but it doesn't do a great job at planning and oversight of that police force. Nor does the agency have a clear idea for whether police should investigate alleged misconduct by VA managers. For more on this and other recent findings, VA Inspector General Michael Missile. Mr. Missile, good to have you back. Thanks for having me, Tom. All right, let's talk about that. I guess I wasn't really aware that Veterans Affairs did have its own police force. I guess a lot of agencies do. But you found that uh, there's not great oversight and tracking and planning of the whole thing. That's correct. Uh, Like many other federal agencies, VA has its own uh, police force. It has one of the top 10 federal police forces with about 4,000 officers primarily protecting the medical centers. Uh, It has a very decentralized governance structure uh, with uh, responsibilities in two different offices at VA, one within the Veterans Health Administration and one within the Office of Security and Law Enforcement. And what we found is that there was confusion about the governance, and as a result, uh, it wasn't operated as effectively and efficiently as it should have been. It sounds like Central VA or whoever over... Well, first of all, tell us who it is within VA, the uh, hierarchy that is supposed to oversee this whole operation. Well, given they primarily uh, police the medical centers, uh, the operational responsibility uh, fell to the uh, VHA, the Veterans Health Administration, um, and specifically the Deputy Undersecretary for Health um, for uh, Administration and Management. And what we found is he didn't have a clear response, uh, understanding of his responsibilities and that he was really supposed to be watching uh, what was going on at the various police forces throughout the agency. The other group uh, doesn't report in through uh, VHA. It's the uh, Office of Security and Law Enforcement, um, and they're supposed to put together the policies. So they were putting together policies. They're also supposed to inspect the police forces. And what we found is that they uh, weren't timely on their inspection of the police forces at the various medical centers. Well, that level of top manager that has health and operations and management, it seems like there should be a deputy for the security piece of all of this. Well, one of our recommendations was to clarify program responsibilities. Uh, You want somebody in charge uh, who's not only focused on that, uh, but who has the experience and training to be able to properly supervise a police force. And I guess one of the findings was that there wasn't sufficient planning for how many officers should be in a given location. That's correct. Another one of our recommendations is to implement a staffing plan. Uh, What we found is that there were about 18 percent of the authorized positions that were not filled. Uh, In fact, in one facility in Hampton, Virginia, about half of the positions were not filled. And then the inspections is the other piece that uh, even if they had done great planning on how many people should be in a given location. They weren't there very often to take a look at them. In fact, scheduled inspections didn't happen. Correct. They were uh, late in about uh, 75% of the scheduled inspections were late. Um, and as a result, uh, you know, they're not, they're not able to make recommendations on how to improve. Uh, they weren't able to put together uh, trends and, and other best practices Uh, that would help increase the performance of the police forces. One of the most interesting, I think, findings or potentially tough ones is that you found that the police force itself was called on to investigate, in some instances, 
alleged misconduct by the people that were overseeing the police force, which sounds like a conflict of interest and not really a very good management setup. Correct. There, there's an inherent conflict because the medical center director uh, supervises the police force at that facility. Um, and what we found in at least two instances, uh, a facility in Georgia and a facility in Texas, is that the police were investigating senior leaders who were in charge of them and supervising them. And so, again, one of our recommendations is to look at that governance structure and uh, put in controls and safeguards so that that doesn't happen. We're speaking with the VA Inspector General, Michael Missel, and I want to switch gears here on another fairly important report that came out that concerns the Dependents' Educational Assistance Benefits. This is another branch of VA, This, in this case, Veterans Benefits Administration. And because of slowness in processing, some people were getting double benefits or benefits that weren't supposed to occur simultaneously. Tell us about that one. Correct. The um, uh, program, uh, the uh, uh, Survivors and Dependents Educational Assistance Program, is the second largest education program at VA. It has over 100,000 participants. Um, And what it does is for uh, certain veterans who have permanent and total service-related medical conditions and receive compensation at 100% disability level, their dependent children and surviving spouses um, are able to get additional education benefits. And if they do get it, then the the VA then has to uh, offset uh, some of the other benefits that the veteran would be getting. So in other words, they shouldn't be getting double benefits uh, at the same time. And it's a bit of a complicated process, but that requires uh, good processes to ensure they're not getting uh, double benefits and additional benefits. And what we found in many instances, uh, they didn't have the controls in place to prevent it. And therefore, veterans uh, may be responsible back to VA to pay back uh, the additional sums. So is that a result of the fact that they're slow to process them and therefore they don't know what the completed state of different cases are? Or is it that one side doesn't know what the other's doing because it, of it, information system weaknesses? We find a, a combination of uh, causes for this issue. Uh, and again, this is very typical of what we find on the benefits side is uh, there wasn't uh, as, as good supervision over this process as possible, somebody watching to make sure that they are looking for it. Uh, secondly, uh, they had an, a very uh, old-fashioned system of doing it. What, what VA would do or one side of VA would do or would be to send an email to say, hey, this person's getting these benefits, so you have to check to make sure they're not getting uh, overlapping benefits. And in one uh, regional office, we found that the emails weren't even being looked at, so they didn't even know uh, this was happening. And then the third thing is uh, they're not using IT as well as they could. Uh, You can set up a a system uh, where it's more automated as opposed to manual. So these were all part of our recommendations uh, to, uh, to improve the process for these kind of benefits. Sure. And do you feel that the people that are responsible for granting the benefits, are they aware of the rules that say, for example, if this person is getting this benefit, then that dependent is ineligible for that one or vice versa? Yeah, this is a large program. They are aware of it. Obviously, uh, they they need to uh, make sure people are, are well trained on, on how to do it. 
and make sure that uh, there aren't compl- or, uh, overlapping benefits. Um, and so uh, we didn't find that this was an issue where people didn't understand it. Sure. Now, VA is a big and somewhat beleaguered organization in recent months, recent years, and it's got a lot of flies buzzing around to SWATOT. And you have just handed a large list of recommendations, both for the police force and for this DEA program. Uh, getting a good response? Are they saying, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that? In both of these reports, uh, we had five recommendations, and uh, they concurred with all of the recommendations. And so we will be monitoring it very closely to make sure that they implement uh, the action plans that we believe would fulfill those recommendations. Michael Missel is Inspector General of the Veterans Affairs Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. Find links to the reports and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.